like the end of Western. I feel like a weight has been just like lifted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't dread Sunday nights anymore. Like this is great. Welcome to another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. I am Pajiba contributor Dan Hamamura, and with me as always are Pajiba TV editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. That's a very uh, <laughs> regal-sounding voice. That's not the word I was going to use. I don't know. You sounded... Uh, I, I was trying to be very serious. Calm. Serious, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Pajiba in Terabang, Dustin Rolls. <laughs> That's... Terabang. That sounds not serious. I don't know why I picked it. Uh, I don't, but but it sound it. I don't know if it if it's uh, accurate, but it it feels right to me. I like it to describe you as such, Dustin. Both a question and an exclamation point at the same time. Uh, this week, hopefully, no technical issue. <laughs> if you listened last week, uh, why? But you know, thank you also <laughs> because we had we had some problems with the recording. Um, so I have no idea if it was worth listening to, and I had to edit the episode. But um, anyway, we're all here now, and everyone's fine and hopefully there will be no power outages Tori. yeah um yeah i should warn you all if i suddenly disappear it's just because it's snowing in may in vermont and uh i've already lost power once tonight so you know knock wood <laughs> stays so on. good luck to tori uh, thank hopefully. you um but you know in the meantime it's all i don't know what's it stay what 60 when was it march 11th we're almost we're almost two full months now. Yes. Since uh, oh no wait today is the eleventh so we are two full months since uh, Tom and Rita Day as Dustin likes to say. It's only been two months. Yes. Yeah, only um, two months. I mean, it feels like I'm very confused by news that is coming to me right now as we speak. Are, are you breaking news on the podcast on no. Wednesday? On Wednesday. It's, just coming, <laughs> it's just coming to me now. There is a one tweet from the middle of April that says the amazing race will come back on May 20th. And then another tweet that says the, from Phil, Phil that says the amazing race. He's happy that it will be on the fall schedule, so I'm very confused. Can they not do two seasons uh, that quickly? No, no, because the next season got suspended. They got yeah, one that can, and the next season got suspended, and that's not going to. They're not going to get that going again for a while. Right. Uh, well, they just um, wait. The, which tweet was from April? Was it the that it's going to be on this month or May twentieth? Yeah. But that that tweet was from April. Uh huh. Okay, my guess is that so CBS uh, over the weekend. They started picking up their shows and building out their fall lineup, and so I think maybe they moved it since then. I mean, since that previous tweet. Do you think it's because they don't expect to have Survivor on in the fall? Oh, I'm sure they know that they're not going to have Survivor on in the fall. <laughs> no, no, uh, don't. Why are you doing that? What do you? Why am I doing that? When is? When are they going to? How are they going to get Survivor on by the fall? 39 days. I mean, how hard is it to do 39 days? We've already talked about this. They just need to find a ghost town. 
Do you know how much they have? Dustin, this isn't this isn't Korean baseball. Okay, you can't just play it live <laughs> with no fans in the stands. You have to. They have to go through after they record and then start crafting the narrative. And that is, uh, that's a lot of work. You know, you can do it on the fly as you go. <laughs> I don't. I don't know no, that you can, you Dustin. Can film um, a season in August. You got mm-hmm. August first to like September tenth. You start airing in like October first. That's plenty of time. Dustin, you, you sound like everyone who when uh, when everyone went into lockdown, everyone was complaining that uh, the uh, that the last dance wasn't uh, the ESPN documentary about Jordan and ninety eight Bulls wasn't. Uh, airing immediately, and the answer was it wasn't done. Like they were still working on. It. In fact, they're still working on it now. I don't think the final episodes, which air next week, are done yet. So, uh, a lot of we'll TV is last them. minute. Well, they're they're trying. <laughs> TV TV is a lot more last minute than you think, Dustin. But, but I know, but in, like they do back to back survivors basically, like mm-hmm. every summer. I think for the whole year, I'm sure they can right. just. I can't miss a season. I mean, it's been 40 seasons in a row. Yeah, but right. you, you won't this. miss it. It just won't just air as be, fast. Yeah. You'll watch it when it airs, I'm sure. <laughs> You're not going to miss it. You're not going to miss it. But they won't have one in the fall. Okay, you'll... you'll. But it's not skipping. It's postponing. <laughs> it's not like still, there's... It's still <laughs> season 41. They're not jumping to season yeah. 42. <laughs> It's not the un, the lost season. It's like, yeah. um, some well, reason, that, that, go ahead. For some reason, not having Survivor <laughs> is more upsetting to me than not having the NFL in the fall. Right. I get, I, I mean, I get as, that. Yeah. And as a recent, uh, Survivor, uh, convert, uh, I, I totally understand. Um, and as someone but, who does not care about football, I also totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> or Survivor actually. No, I do. I care much more about Survivor. Oh, right, I do right. enjoy it. It's just a lot. I'm just I'm getting afraid. I'm that we're coming to a point where we're just gonna run out of shows in like October. Uh, but, yes, that is a that's that a is, thing. Well, except for Fox, Dustin. As it turns out, Fox uh, basically the shows that they were holding for mid season they just are gonna hold longer. So they have two new shows that are gonna air in the fall um, that are done. Have they renewed uh, Prodigal Son yet? I don't think they've renewed Prodigal Son yet. I'm so angry at them. <laughs> Do you want to talk about... Pro- Wait, did we talk about Prodigal Son? Well, last week wouldn't have mattered. Wouldn't have mattered. Technical issues. Um, I don't need to talk about it. I, I, I wrote my piece. I'm just upset. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the ending. And you would like them to renew it? Yes. I understand that. It, there was a really good stabbing at the end, and it all just did built up. And if it goes nowhere, I mean, it'll be fine. I'll be, I'll be okay. But you know, yeah. It's just that what does renewal mean anymore? The hope like for a the, future, Dustin. When <laughs> it would be years. It could be, but you know, where are we gonna go? We'll, I think we'll I think be scripted here. Shows will come back. Uh, I think it'll be it'll start coming back by I mean they'll start filming I think by the fall. Um we've probably talked about this before. I don't remember when and if it was part of last week's lost episode or not, but 
show, shows no, are going to come back. It's just going to be a little delayed. Why do you really think that will happen? How? <laughs> why? Because he's, he's a professional. <laughs> I think yeah, I, I think that uh, well, some of it. People. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no crowd shots. Gonna... You won't have crowd shots. You'll do more stuff on stages. Uh, you'll have. Um, you'll film in other countries that are safer potentially. Um, like Canada is doing better than the U.S. Right, so film in Canada. Writers so. will never get to go to set anymore, which uh, is a bummer. But you know. It's been heading that way anyway. Netflix um, is already filming again in, uh, I think, Romania and Denmark. Yeah. Exactly. So you well, find countries that are either doing better or where uh, there are no rules, or both. Yeah, and your, your streaming oh, platforms okay. already have the ability. It's a lot easier for them to acquire shows from other countries, so even if it's not... And then sure. they just call them originals. Right. But, no, listen, this is, this is my issue, particularly with, like, returning shows. So... Sure. Okay. Let's say um, let's the rookie is a show uh, with Nathan Fillion, right? Let's say yep. they can make it mostly safe, but we know how this pandemic works. It's like the rich people are just gonna fucking hide out until it's over. <laughs> so the rookie could get like the B players, but Fillion's not coming out. You're not going to be able Why to get, not? like, the big stars to come on. Because it's too dangerous. Because they're, they're rich. They can hide out. Until this is over. They're like... Is he that rich? He's I mean, enough. he's also under contract. Yeah. The, the, I mean, he may be rich, but the... Uh, don't worry, Dustin. The corporations are much richer. And yeah. will find ways to force all of us back to work. Also, remember, the people who we think of as rich usually have bought swank pads that cost a lot of money mm-hmm. and they can't go oh, without right. work that long before they, cause they have to pay their mortgages. Right. That was so. illuminating. And that's in that office book about James Spader, him. Yeah. He's making decisions office, purely he because like, he has w- to. Yeah. He was like, I'm broke. I got no money left. All my Boston legal money ran out. So I had to, time to get another, a, another show. I was <laughs> yeah. doing it. He's like, the guy's been around for like 40 years and he's broke? What the fuck are you talking about? No, well, then he said, I only have enough money to live on for a year. And you're like, okay, Spader. But That's it's because really his broke. quality of life is shot up and if, you know. Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, that's, that's where all the money goes. Right, Why do you right, think well. Nick Cage signs up for half the movies he signs up for? Or all the movies he signs up for. Hey, you know what? There's no need to be mean. Dan. No, it's That's it, uncalled it, for. It, Some no, of his no, movies are no, great. I, 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 I don't mean it in a negative way because it has led us to some real, just like Gems. beautiful moments in cinema. Now, this is not a movie podcast, but uh, getting the same actor to be in both Raising Arizona and uh, Season of the Witch, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful like, thing. He shows yeah. his full range, yes. you know? Exactly. I'm, um, glad, I'm glad you acknowledged but that. But why has he oh. never done television? Because he can still get I, paid to make weird movies about ships full of animals or... Man, they would... <laughs> CBS would give him so much money to lead, like, NCIS... Um, right? Or just, or just do a, a one-season, like, true detective thing. I feel... Yeah, I think that he would have a really hard time... 
<laughs> I feel like he's not cut out for television production. Mm-hmm. Like, a, it, like a network thing would be out if it was a if it was a limited series, like special. If like he if he showed up on a season of Fargo, I wouldn't bat right. an eye. Right. Oh my god. But like, no, he's that not going to lead amazing. an NCIS spinoff because he, <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. But if you really want to pay for the castle, that's how you do it because they yeah. you know they pay well. For I it. think the castle's gone. I think I think he's had to. I think a lot of that stuff is already gone. <laughs> it's not an option. <laughs> At one point, I heard he had a car that he tricked out so, like, he had all these, he had it specialized in all these ways. And by the time they were done with all of the specifications, the interior was so small he could no longer fit in it. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm um, just saying, for all, like, the famous people on TV and all the content and all the TV shows you get, like Mark Harmon and Chris O'Donnell are probably the richest two guys in TV. Yeah. I mean, yeah, those things, especially when they go on for seasons and seasons and seasons. Yes. Right. No, like yeah, that's, Ted Danson uh, did one and he was like, oh my God, the money was just like out my ears. But it sucks so you... hard that they can only hang on for so long. That's how you pay the bills. How long has Mariska Hargitay been going? Oh, Jesus. Well, she's been on the whole run, right, for SVU? Yeah, because she, like, she never she never, stablered out, right? Isn't that like 20 years? Jesus. What about Ice-T? He, I, I know he wasn't on at the beginning, but he's been on for most of the run. So, yeah, that's a good, uh, that's a good gig for him. Man. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. I've always, I, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast, but I've always thought, now this is, I mean this as a joke, and it is not to uh, to to make light of the work that people do because it's it's like, it's legitimate work. Like, they work hard to, to, to do this. But I've always thought that my uh, my ideal job would be to be, like, number seven on a procedural. So, like, I work, like, two days a week, and I give oh. just exposition. Like, I'm just there to give information. Like, I'm the tech in the lab, and oh. I just say, yeah. like, something fancy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll do this, and blah, blah, blah. Or what if I, I'll put it through the system. I'm like, oh, wow, he's, turns out this guy's been, he's been dead for five years. So who is he? <laughs> you know, and, like, that would be my job. I would be, I'd be so happy. And they, oh, all those procedurals have those, too. They like, have those guys. Yeah, yeah, Bones, House. There's always mm-hmm. that, like, random fifth most important right. person. <laughs> and and when the writers came to me and said, would you like a story arc? I'd be like, no, I am happy <laughs> with what I am doing. I would like to be in this three is, scenes. <laughs> this is more than enough. Uh, I will give all the exposition. Um, but uh, It's also great because when it comes to promoting the series, if it's like a really big event, when they bring out the whole cast, you're obviously included. But if yeah. it's any of those things where they like, send them to international premieres or, or networking events because they're trying to sell the show internationally, they're only going to send the like wow. top two to maybe right. three stars. Yeah. So you never Nobody have to, to go. To no, you don't yeah. have to go to the weird foreign TV sales markets and like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You just got to go and hang out. and Be careful uh, make a, and not become like a fan favorite. Right. Yeah, because then well, they'll well, write you, you in you, more. But you got to be a favorite enough that they don't write you out. Yeah, because right. you're also the easiest to kill when they need a, right. a sweeps yeah. thing. Right, right. But you don't I, want to be like the guy that has to go to all the cons. No. But 
Look, it's it's hard work, and I'm not saying it isn't, but uh, in my mind, that's the ideal job. No, you do want to go to the cons, though, because those photo opportunities, you get paid really good money. Yeah, those pay. Yeah. You and you're, you're like famous enough that, that people want to see you a little bit, and you can be like, oh, the fans are so great, and I love them, but then not so famous that it like takes over your life and consumes you, and you, you know, turn on them. Well, this got dark. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, on that note, what is every, what's everybody drinking? We haven't actually done that yet. <laughs> um, I'm drinking beer. I'm drinking Just a Riesling. Generic beer? It's a lager. Yeah. Uh, I have a Riesling called Kung Fu Girl. Ooh. Um, Isn't a Riesling more of a dessert wine? Are you having it as well, a dessert? They're sweet, yeah. I, I don't know. They're delicious. Yes. From Trader Joe's. <laughs> How is your uh, local Trader Joe's? Is it like lines out the front or is it pretty? Uh, when I go, there's never been a line. And we have a really big one, but still. Yeah, I, I go at like one thirty after lunch, before the night crowd, but... After the lunch crowd. So I can get in and out. Nice. And there's, you know, the thing about Trader Joe's is that there's no loitering. There's no... It's a quick shop. There's not a lot to go for. There's like five aisles. Right. And you already mm-hmm. know where everything is and you just right. plow through. Uh, have you been to like, I, like the Hannaford's, which is our big grocery store? Like yeah. they are now putting like arrows, so you have to go up and down an aisle to certain they're one way. Yeah. Which is nice, but also like you forget something, you have to like backtrack like It screws up your mm-hmm. flow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, shit. Now what? Uh, I haven't been to any of those kind of stores. There's only one Trader Joe's in the state, so I figure that's probably There's only one in the state? Yeah. Wow. She lives in Vermont. Well, yeah. yeah, I understand that, but um, <laughs> actually, yeah, has, we only have one in my state. But, it's but you also have like that, the biggest. That, that sounds more reasonable to me for some reason. In Maine and Vermont, yeah, because Maine is like way like Maine is basically Canada, and Vermont it this feels like Vermont. there are probably some yeah. people who. But aren't there people who like uh, who like uh, commute to New York? No, it's like oh, a five-hour commute. Yeah. Oh, okay, then never mind. Maybe I'm thinking of Connecticut. Definitely, yes, Connecticut. Okay, so never mind. I don't know anything about the the Northeast. <laughs> Maine and Vermont are it sounds like, cold. Vermont is a little more hippie, and we are a little more ocean. We have the ocean. They have they have more snow and ski, but we're yeah. like kind of the same state. Yeah, we mm. both have a lot of beer. Lots of beer. Right. Nothing to do yeah. here but brew. And, and nobody likes New Hampshire. No, New Hampshire sucks. New Hampshire sucks. (laughs) They do have drive-through liquor stores, which is really handy if you're driving between Vermont and Maine, because you can swing by the like. Uh, It's like the rest area, like when you're on the highway. That they have that there's something that they're they're useful for. Yeah, you know, Uh, Uh, shitting on too. They're you know, right. (laughs) They don't have Uh, sales tax, so you can go buy your you know large appliance there and then drive it back. Yeah. Oh. All right. Um, wait, Dan, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm learning a lot about the Northeast. Uh, I'm drinking a 
Pinot Grigio. I finally was able to go to Trader Joe's because I finally figured out when there's no line here uh, near me. And it's in the morning, which is normally like I'm normally working in the morning, but I, I figured it out. So uh, it's a Pinot Grigio. It's called Trentino. I don't know. It was uh, it was there and it had a screw top, which are my... Uh, yeah, screw tops are the way to go. Do you not yeah. have a do you do like you don't have a corkscrew or you just you want the screw top for ease? I want the screw top for ease because I don't drink a whole bottle in one sitting. Well, that's your problem, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I were to drink the whole bottle during an episode, uh, all I'm saying is uh, it. I I don't know what would happen at the end, but it would. Uh, I wouldn't remember it. Probably. But we would, Dan. We would remember <laughs> for you. And also, and so there would be a document of the entire occasion. And then we would... I fear that that, that episode will, will have technical issues uh, <laughs> accidentally. Uh, I don't know. Two well, weeks ago, I had a whole bottle, and then I had three beers. Yeah, oh, so, we, oh remember. we remember, yeah. yeah. That was a bad night. It was a great night. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's all about perspective. Um, I, I will say, Dan, if you ever need help not realizing that you're going through the bottle as quickly as you are. Um, if you take two of the large straws from Starbucks, like they're the straws for their giant jumbo cups, okay. um, and you tape them together, you can turn any wine bottle into essentially a juice box. <laughs> so you just tape the straws together, put it in, and then you just drink it. And you don't have to, there's no pouring, you're not conscious of how many cups you're having. Oh, that sounds terrifying. Great. Um, and great. Although, do they do paper straws now? I feel like they're on the paper straws. And that, that doesn't sound... I don't know. Well, you probably. just have to maybe I, still drink it fairly quickly. I thought all of California was paper straws now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why I'm assuming, you're in California. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we don't have I'm paper in California straws where instead of snow, today it was, I don't know, like 75 degrees. It's pretty warm today. Yeah, I'd take um, the snow. Really? Over California? I, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but your problem isn't the weather in California, it's California. No, it's California, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with California? It's great. Yeah. Sun, sun yeah. shining most of the time. I mean, look, sure, you have earthquakes and fires, and <laughs> we have no water unless we're stealing it from everywhere else. And aren't know. you, like, two states away from the murder hornets? Oh, I don't no. know. Sure. That's uh, that's overhyped. People are people got real upset about uh Africanized bees back in like the I early know. 90s and like it's like whatever. They're okay. They're here. And you know, it, it's too bad, but um it's fine cuz <laughs> prank the the prank mantis will eat them, right? I saw that video. You know what? The uh, coronavirus it's here. It's too bad. You know whatever. You just deal with it. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, I'm I'm saying that uh but you know, it's it's uh, You're saying that murder bees don't pose a high uh, threat as the a virus. Yeah, I mean, look, if we're all staying, in, if they if they were like you know, if these murder bees were, they live in your apartment, and like that's where they show up, <laughs> then yeah, I'd be a little more concerned. <laughs> but they're outside with the disease, so I figure I'll stay in here. It's fine. Uh, I have my wine for at least you know tonight. <laughs> We'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, someday I will work on segues. Today is not that day. No. And uh, instead, we'll just uh, talk about uh, a show that takes place entirely outside. It's called Run. Uh, well, and on the train, but, you know, 
Public uh, transportation. So on HBO, uh, we were we were trying to we would have talked about this last week, but uh, as it turns out, we could not because of technical issues. But the good news about that is that we got to see episode five, which was the episode that uh, turned our friend Roxana off the show, and uh, now we can talk and about now it. We Tori opens a beer. Now we yeah. know Sorry. what upset Roxana. And, and I get uh, so it. spoilers for Run, if uh, if you haven't seen it. I have not seen it, but I'm looking forward to the spoilers so much. <laughs> okay, well, we so. Just, you should preface it by just saying, you know, this is a show about uh, a, a, a high school couple, college couple, whatever. They had an agreement. College. One day, okay, college. They had like yep. an agreement. They would text each other, Run. And if they, the other person said run, they would meet each other on a train and, and uh, spend a week together. Right. And, and they're uh, very attractive. Well, yes. They're one of them Gleason is and, Dom Gleason, and one of them is Merritt Weaver. Right. So they're attractive, and they do this, and uh, she leaves her husband and kids, and he leaves um, a sketchy situation with a woman named Fiona. Mm-hmm. Oh, his business and, partner. Right. Wait, so she and left her husband and kids? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, I would do that for him, too. Well, <laughs> he's very... Who's her husband? Uh, Rich oh, Summer. the guy from... Yeah, from Mad Men, who plays the same character all the time. He the guy who always plays the, the dopey Glow. sad sack. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, no. For, yeah, yeah no. So she made the right call. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for the kids. Sure. So, but... They get together on the train. Things don't go particularly well, but they still have some chemistry. Uh, and then they, you know, there's some back and forth. They end up sleeping together. But then this Fiona... On the train? Person. Yes. No. Wait. No, it was a hotel. It was a hotel. Yeah. They checked out. They should have slept together on the train. Well, uh, circumstances kept getting in the way. Oh, they tried. Okay, right. good. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. There was fighting. Anyway... Uh, and, and it seems like this it's going to be like this sort of like before sunrise fast paced sort of where these two crazy kids are going to fall in love or they're not going to fall in love this is a romantic comedy sort of concept and then Fiona enters the picture and then it turned dark mm-hmm. and Fiona is played by uh, Archie Punjabi from oh. The Good Wife who's yeah. amazing and uh, Margulies would disagree <laughs> So she is, uh, she is, uh, uh, what's his name? Donald Gleason's uh, business partner. Mm-hmm. And he's become kind of like a self-help guru, speaking engagements, books, that kind of thing. Um, but uh, what, what we've learned about him so far through the, the series is that he's had a, uh, he had an incident where he basically lost it on, uh, on someone. And I think they're, was it their husband ended up killing himself or something? So somehow he 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 kind of lost it, and uh, so he's kind of um, he he's kind of gone viral in that bad like Twitter person of the day kind of kind of way. Um, Ooh. And uh, and so he's he's running from that, or that's what it seems like. But it turns out uh, it might be that he also. Um, in in a way to get out of that doghouse, has decided to try to use this as the subject of his next book. Um, so he's Smart. basically, in, instead of you know texting Run because he wants to, 
he's doing it because he's like in the hopes that she texts back and then he'll write about it and that'll oh. be his book. Um, she doesn't know that yet. Uh, we just officially learned that this last episode. But over the course of the trip, he's obviously also still dealing with, you know, the feelings that still exist within him. And uh, so he's struggling with that and uh, and trying to fend off his, uh, his business partner, which is Fiona. And so she shows up and kind of worms her way into the story. And she's kind of, I don't know, it's hard to, like, I guess her main concern is that if he runs away, if he really does run away and throws his career away, then it's also throwing her business away. Right. So she's upset about that. So it turns at the end of episode four where um, through circumstances, he's uh, withdrawn a large amount of cash from their business account, and she has gotten her hands on the, on the bag of cash and jumped off the train. And so, uh, so the last episode was them pursuing her in the middle of the country somewhere. Did they ever say, Dustin, where they were? Mm, no, I don't think so. I don't recall. But somewhere in the Midwest, you know, rural, it's a farm. Um, and uh, they, so she's jumped off the train. They jump off after her and follow her and, you know, find her and try to get the, uh, try to get the money. And in the course of trying to get the money, they accidentally kill her. And so now you, it's pivoted. How do you accidentally kill someone? Uh, well. There's a, there, it involves going breaking into somebody's house and then her falling out of a second-story window. Um, although we also didn't see it, so maybe it was yeah, murder yeah. And may, or maybe it was maybe a mistake. Maybe pushed, maybe she fell, we don't know. Right. But we it probably know. wasn't but that nip-tuck thing where like somebody has sex spikes. off of a roof. It was not no, no. the nip tuck thing. Okay. No, no. She fell under like spikes that poked through her body, Ooh. and she died in a gruesome death. And they're like, "Oh no! Oh no! She's dead! Let's get the money and run." Right. Well, I mean, uh, the show's called Run. <laughs> right. But now it's <laughs> now it's to. it's pivoted halfway through the season uh, into this. You know, now they have this dangerous secret kind of thing and. Uh, it's weird because it doesn't, uh, I, I kind of feel like I, I, I can understand the instinct to try to turn a story like this and to feel like, oh, they're never going to see it coming. And we didn't because this is not the series that was, uh, advertised. Like, you know, it it was sold as kind of like a, as a fun, uh, you know, thing about like their relationship and, and whether or not, and you know, what do you, how do you think about, you know, that the one that got away or the relationship from you know when you felt like young and attractive and like you know life could go anywhere versus where you are excuse me in your like you know mid to late 30s and you know things haven't turned out the way you thought and you don't feel uh you don't feel like you did and and they make you feel like you did when you were a kid again yeah um but and, and it seemed like at the beginning that's what this was going to be and now it's it's becoming chaos uh and I don't know. Yeah, it, the one, the one thing that all—I I wouldn't say it saved it, but it was redeeming—is that Phoebe Waller-Bridge showed up in this episode for mm. a, a, like a sort of a cameo, extended cameo. Extended cameo. Yeah, yeah. Was well, even that, I was kind of like, "Oh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is here. That's cool." <laughs> She's and like, then she left. A, like a backwoods taxidermist. Yeah, they they run into her on the road, 
and she's just weird and American, and that's about it. Well, so here's the thing, and I agree, and I have I haven't seen the show obviously, right. <laughs> but I, and I agree that it was missold, and maybe like nobody was expecting surprise murder. But if you're talking about rom- you know, relationships, um, I feel like there's only so far you can go with like you know, just mid thirties disillusionment. Whereas throwing people into jeopardy through shared criminal activity is a wellspring for more, you know, conflict and drama and maybe sexy times. So this could just be a new wrinkle to their romance. This is true. It's true. But to be honest, there hasn't been, they're both so neurotic and, 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 um, sweaty and angry and, uh, (laughs) anxious all the time it's not there's not not a lot of sexy times because it's like oh we're gonna have sex but then i'm gonna freak out about my husband and my kids Um, for 15 minutes are they like even like are they just annoying people like do you root for any of the characters not really no oh i think i mean in the first episode maybe but by by the third episode you're like eh. Yeah, at this point, it's kind of, it's weird, because it's not, I don't know, it, it's, I don't envy them, because the the premise is so good, and the the jumping off point is so good, where you don't really know them, so we're learning about them as they go through this, um, in a way that it's, it makes for a really good beginning, but it makes it really hard at this point, where now we need to have loyal like hopefully we would have loyalties or pick sides or have someone that we you know something to hang on to where like we identify with one or the other or maybe you see you know maybe you see both of their arguments and it's valid but um i feel like they haven't quite done that yet in in a way that i don't uh i don't feel uh i don't know yeah i don't feel like like engaged or hooked by like I felt hooked by the premise, but I don't feel hooked by the characters. Right. It would have been a good show in like the universe of Nicholas Stoller's Friends with Benefits. We just throw these two characters into that show. It would have been great. <laughs> Is that a movie, Dustin? No, 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 no. Nicholas Stoller, friend, the Fred Savage show. Was it Friends from College? I'm sorry, Friends from College. Oh, okay. you saw that, right? Yeah, yeah. I did see that. Yeah, I was like, Friends yeah. with Benefits, wasn't that the Justin no, Timberlake sorry. movie? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, Friends from College, these characters in there. You know what? That would be, that would have worked. That would have been, yeah. I mean, it would have been different. It wouldn't have been like this, this, uh, yeah, but I, I could show. see that. That was the yeah, show I, I was see. expecting it to be. Mm. That sort well, of, you know, tone. Right. Um also, there are only two episodes left, so I don't know how they're going to... Oh, really? I feel like those... Yeah, I just looked it up because I was curious, and I feel like there's a lot for them to uh, to wrap up. Is it a limited series, or will it... Could it have another I mean, I, I, I'm sure if it, if it did well enough, they'd probably try to bring it back, but I don't know. You can run some more. <laughs> they just keep running. Uh, if it doesn't end this season, then that will be very frustrating. I mean, if, I don't mean, I don't mean the show ending. I just mean like if they don't ha- come to some kind of, you know, yeah. conclusion, but it could be a cliffhanger. Right. You know, like know, another, another like, accidental murder. 
there's two episodes left, and one episode where we already know is going to be the episode where they have to go back to the house because she forgot her phone. Right. And then there was a guy that lived in the house that ran out. Right. So that's like the next episode. And maybe the last episode is them going to prison. (laughs) The end. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Dustin, would you recommend Run to Tori? I I would not, no. no. Really? There's so much good TV, and this is kind of... I know. Well, I'm... I don't necessarily watch good TV, so (laughs) that's not really a hanging, a sticking point for me. Um, It is hard, though, because I've been on the fence, and it's been interesting, like... Because it's not like I don't want to watch the show. I like the Mm -hmm. cast. I've been... The premise was interesting, but I've... I missed the first episode and then hearing people's reactions, I kind of got into this pattern of like, I'm more interested in people talking about the show than watching it right now. Like I may right. catch up on it later, but like, I kind of want to see how people continue to interact with right. it. It's, it's just been fascinating. It, it does kind of feel like, um, I, I do feel at this point where, especially since there are only a couple episodes left, I'm watching it in a way that I was watching, uh, Westworld a lot of times this season, uh, which I promised we wouldn't be talking about for two years, but here we are. Um, in that, in that, I wasn't. I don't think I'm enjoying it, but I'm still there. Is there is something there that is compelling enough that I I will watch to the end. Um. So, I guess that's a. So there, I'm there hearing, is, if what I'm hearing is if you haven't already invested in this show, spare yourself. I think I think if you haven't invested yet, you're you're okay. You're not missing anything, right? But, um, but I, for better or worse, I'm being dragged along, and I'm gonna watch the last two. So, I'm, I mean, you know, there, there's something. I mean, there, there's a lot there. There, the the cast I do enjoy, uh, despite the, you know, not feeling like I know the characters yet, which. Again, also like uh, what was that other show that we used to talk about that's over now that I, I had the same complaint. Um, Devs, yeah, remember Devs? Oh. <laughs> like, uh, that was a show. Yeah, remember Devs? Which <laughs> that was on like two like, weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, but but when was the last time I watched Devs? I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what is time? We this like is basically about three weeks ago. This is basically just reminding me that there's something going on with. Uh, there, there's a, there's kind of a joke with TV and like the the note that you hate to get when you're if you're writing a TV show is, oh this character is unlikable and it's not, it, it's a stupid note because uh, you don't, you know characters don't have to be likable right. they don't have to be like someone that you like or you want but but they do have to be someone that you want to uh, spend this time with you don't have to yeah. like them. But there has to be something compelling about them, something interesting enough to to watch. Um, and I feel like a lot of TV is falling into this realm now, where I mean, they're they're hitting the 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 compelling part just enough to keep going. But the shows are so they're so well done outside of that that it's kind of like it's enough to drag me along, even though I'm not, uh, even though I'm watching. I'm like, I don't care about these people. And You're invested in the plot, not the characters. I mean, yeah, and, uh, and yet we're not watching much better shows. Well, what would you what would you recommend, Dustin? Killing Eve? No, 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 no. no. I'm just saying, like, 
Was that a segue? That no, was, it's fine. It, 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 like it could have been, but it's, it doesn't have to be. I think you should claim it. That was a hell of a segue. I, it was a good segue. Uh, all right. Yes, because it was a segue. I'm going to edit all Killing of this Eve to make it sound great. <laughs> was, you know, it was a really good show in the first season. And then it and it was a show that we cared about the characters. Yes. I know I don't. And what's happening now? Because I haven't watched this season. <laughs> it's just... I mean, you can only do this sort of will-they-won't-they-cat-and-mouse thing for so long. And then it just gets really boring. And, then, and now, you know, they got them together in the second season. Mm-hmm. Um... And that worked for a little while, and then in the end, um, Villanelle uh, shot Eve and left her for dead. And you're like, okay, well, that now we have to try something else. And now this season is mostly about keeping them apart. And mm-hmm. that's like, there's no point in that show. The, mm-hmm. This is not why we watch Killing Eve. We watch for this, the, the sexual tension. But... Uh, they're just killing people now for shock value and so the end of each episode features like a big kill but the rest of the episode tends to be very slow and boring with the occasional fun moment like the season began with Villanelle's wedding which is insane to think that that was like five weeks ago who was she marrying? (laughs) did it matter? Uh, no it didn't matter and it um it was a disaster and it didn't happen anyway. Hmm. But, um, yeah, and then um, last week's episode was like sort of aimless and going nowhere and like occasionally we'd see a, a glimpse of Nico, which is Eve's husband in Poland and we're like, oh, oh, he's back. That's cool. What's going on with him? And then Eve tracks him down in Poland and, like, at the very end of the episode, Eve is about to approach Nico for the first time in, like, months. And uh, a woman comes up, up behind Nico and stabs him through the neck with a pitchfork. And the episode ends. Huh. Yeah. And you're like, so what? it sounds like they're, they're kind of, it's built, it's almost built like a... Like a binge watch show now. Yes, yes, it's very much built like a Netflix yeah. show, only it's not. Hmm. And then they don't pick up with that storyline this week, or no? This week they uh, did a standalone episode with Villanelle going back to her hometown and reuniting with her mother, who thought she was dead. And then she like bonds with her family, and like they sing and dance to Elton John, and it's like a good time. And then. Things go wrong, and then Villanelle kills half her family, and then walks off, and then that's the end of the episode. <laughs> but yeah. you know, now there's dead family members on both sides. Sure, sure. <laughs> I like the pitch, like, pitchfork detail because somebody had yeah, to carry sound, that. Was uh, he in a field? Uh, close to a field, yes. Okay, all no. right. I was picturing, yeah, if he, if he was in a city, then like yeah. someone like went on the bus with, yeah, the with a pitchfork, like because that's a commitment, right? You guys did see the first season, right? Yes. No. Okay. Oh no, you didn't even see the first season. I well, heard the, about it. The third season began, and the very first uh, episode was kind of wondering and aimless and like what's going on, and then it got the cliffhanger at the end of the first episode was like Kenny got thrown out of an office building to his death. Do you remember Kenny at all, Dan? Isn't that uh, uh, like, what's your name's like, son? 
Yes, Carolyn's son. And like yeah. uh, the awesome oh, man. friend. Kenny Kenny yeah, was I like know, right? He was a he was a good dude. He was like the, the number seven on the call sheet guy. He's there to yes, give yes. give some uh, give some tech advice and give and some they, intel. Oh, sacrificed him. He wasn't enough of a fan they, favorite. <laughs> right. Or too much. But they sacrificed Maybe he was him too much. To, oh yeah. For the storyline and they're not really even following through on the storyline. Hmm. Because it's the only way to, that they could have brought Eve and Carolyn sort of back together. Right. Anyway, it's very slow and aimless and not very interesting anymore, and it's very disappointing. But I bet but it I ends with that, a cliffhanger that will make you want to watch season four. I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, but yeah. It's already been see renewed. So. What the next showrunner brings, because they switch the showrunners every year, which I think is... a big part of the problem, but maybe they will stumble upon somebody who can save it. Who would you like to see as a showrunner? Like, who do you think would be great at killing Eve? Phoebe (laughs) 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 Waller-Bridge. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, All right. Well, Killing Eve. uh, Season three is on... What's the AMC. BBC America? AMC? Well, yeah, I think all of them. It was a, yeah, yeah. yeah. All of the networks. Oh. oh, that reminds me, as a quick aside, um, uh, I forgot to mention this earlier when we were talking about the, the fall, the nebulous nature of fall TV, but Dustin and Tori, oh. actually both of you, uh, did you happen to notice, see what is going to be on Fox's fall schedule? No. Uh, they're going to... Uh, Bring the broadcast premiere of the Spectrum Original LA's <laughs> Finest. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how they made the deal, but somehow, so Fox has been talking about the, the shows that they're going to air in the fall. Uh, as I said earlier, they have two shows that they were holding for midseason that now they're just going to hold for, for September or October. Uh, one's called Filthy Rich, one is called uh, Next. And uh, but they announced as a third show, they picked up the rights to LA's Finest, which is the Bad Boys TV spinoff with Jessica Alba, right? With Jessica Alba and uh, um, oh, and uh, Gabrielle oh Union. my god, Gabrielle Union, Gabrielle Union, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's a show uh, that aired, but nobody saw it, so this is basically like it's new. Well, the first season has already aired on Spectrum. Uh, and the second season is supposed to begin, I think, at the end of the month or maybe next month. On uh, if you, if you're a spectrum, if you're a loyal spectrum subscriber, <laughs> then uh, you will have access to those episodes. But if not, it's, then you'll get to see them on Fox in the fall. It's my understanding that spectrum. No, no, no. I'm sorry, that's wrong. The audience network is discontinued. Uh, I believe TV that's right. Channel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So somebody can pick up those shows. Those shows seen. could go to HBO Max because it's AT and T. Yeah. No, it's DirecTV. Oh, is DirecTV owned by AT and D- T? DirecTV is owned by AT and T now. Oh Jesus Christ! Conglomerate. Yeah. Well, good for them. They got Mr. Mercedes for. <laughs> but that's actually interesting because you have, if you do have these kind of exclusives, because I'm sure Fox. Well, I mean, they're if you're getting a second window. On them, mm-hmm. they're not going to cost that much, but it's also right. great to get at the wider audience because it right. could drive people to back to the original platform. So that's right. 
but yeah, you wouldn't normally see something like that between networks. So that's, but that's a smart play for, yeah. you know, you don't have to produce that show. It's right. or it already exists and literally no one has seen it. Right. Well, I mean, you know, I'm sure many people have seen have it. Have you many seen it, loyal. Dan? Uh, look, th- there's a lot of television out there and there's only so much, uh, there are aren't only you so a many loyal spectrum original, spectrum original subscriber? I was watching I the think. murder car show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, but that's the other thing there is, I mean, as we've talked about many times on the podcast, um, cause we are a spectrum original, uh, fan cast, right. uh, <laughs> there are so many, there's a depth of, of programming, uh, a mm. catalog on Spectrum, uh, that would be available. And so I'm actually surprised that Fox limited themselves to just that one star-studded uh, show based on an existing popular franchise. Right. When they could have had the Murder Car show or um, I think a Josh Hartnett show maybe, which is coming. Oh, right. Wow. Um, uh, and they could have had the, uh, the the show about the uh, Atlanta uh, Olympic bombing that's not the Clint Eastwood movie. Um, oh. Yeah, who doesn't want that? Exactly. I, hey, I like that story. It's an interesting story. I would watch that. But uh, um, <laughs> I, I have to say, though, speaking of repurposing, I didn't watch it when it was on Shutter, but now I'm watching Creepshow now that it's on AMC. Right? It's good. And it's great. Oh, Creepshow's on AMC now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're oh, all wow. just pulling. And there's yeah, another interesting, so... Um, what was it? Uh, what is the main platform? Hold on, I have it. Uh, but you know the, the show Stargirl... Which is another yes. right. So it's it's premiering on DC Universe, mm-hmm. um, but but a lot of the like nobody has DC Universe or very few people have it, um, and a lot of their shows, as much as they have been built up and they have great casts and people actually in you know, solid critical responses don't seem to right. go for anywhere. So now that they're launching Star Girl, they're just straight up premiering it the next day on the CW. Oh, so I'm sort of like oh on the CW. Yeah, so you, so if you have DC Universe, you can watch it on May 18th, but you just wait a day and it'll be on the CW because the CW needs content. Right. Um, well, but I also think a lot of DC Universe shows will end HBO up on Max. HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know We're how that's... We're going to need five channels. Like we'll just have five streaming networks and I'll cover everything soon. Yeah, because at some point, they're gonna, aren't they just going to get rid of DC Universe? I'm surprised that they haven't already. Yeah, well, just fold it into HBO Max. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, weird that AMC is just launching these like small little uh, streaming networks. Yeah, especially because they had so they had their like AMC Premiere thing, which would give you like sort sometimes like early access to upcoming shows or right. whatever. It's like just make just, one just platform that has in, Shutter man. and has yeah. Um, but they're still trying to support cable. Well, they yeah, and they need it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that, that's the thing with HBO Max. I mean, it's just such an like I just canceled HBO because now I like I canceled it through my cable subscriber so that I can get the pre order deal on HBO Max. Oh, are you able to sign up for the pre order deal? I mean, I should be able to. Yeah, oh they. My God. But I, I but I. I canceled. Why? Why can you not? Why? No, because so I already get HBO now, which is the standalone streaming and not through my cable provider. Right. So because I have that, I'm not eligible for the the discount for the first year. But your grandfather, you automatically get access to HBO 
Right. I mean, I mean, yeah. So, so my, like, my you HBO get grandfathered over, to, but you pay, you're paying the same. But amount. I'm going to pay the same that I would have paid for HBO. Okay, that's versus lame. if you can sign on for the first year under the the promo, it's like I mean, it's a couple bucks a month, but still, yeah. it's like what do you, what are you doing? I'm yeah, I'm right that, here. That's I've obnoxious. Been a loyal customer. Yeah, and I think I can because I was I only had HBO Go because that's the one that's tied to your your cable provider. Right. So uh. I I. I had that app, but it was because, yeah. And I pretty much just, you know, watched HBO on my cable box, and now I don't yeah. have to. I'll just download the app everywhere. But, yeah, yeah I mean, it's Aww, a weird loophole, a but box? it's actively driving people away from, huh? You have a cable box? Yeah. I have a cable box. How they quaint. Oh, you with your YouTube <laughs> television or whatever? No, 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 no. I don't even use YouTube TV anymore. It's all, what do you mean? I mean, I don't. It's all apps? I just. Yeah, yeah. You can buy like the 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 shitty lowest uh, spectrum thing now, and just do all the apps. So you have Spectrum Originals. Oh my! I guess I might. I didn't think about that. <laughs> he literally, he literally <laughs> just put that together. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, that reminds me, we should probably, we haven't done this in maybe half a year, so maybe maybe when HBO Max comes out, we'll do another, uh, uh, only because it led to the, the, the most epic screaming match I feel like we've had on the podcast, but uh, we'll do another, like, uh, D- Deserted Island uh, streaming service game. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, where, we, where we have to narrow them down and eliminate them and then get upset at each other for doing that. Um, it's because you I just... Mean, it's the Mandalorian all the time, anyway. Fuck you. Right. So Disney Plus is going to win. We already know. But but in the mean, but we'll we'll have fun, you know, whittling it down. That's the thing. Dis- Disney Plus is a terrible service. Right. There except is for nothing on, except that it has the Mandalorian. And that's the well, other and, thing. And and old Ducktales. It well, Duck it's got old Ducktales. It has old X Men. But here's the other problem: because of uh, coronavirus, all of the Marvel TV that everyone has been holding out for has all been suspended. Mm, it's all delayed. Right. So like oh, your it was like sure. Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision and right. whatever uh, the Loki show, all of them are now like I don't know if they've even announced when they'd actually come and they were supposed to come right. sometime this year. Right. So that's well, a thing. Yeah. So everyone's now still paying for Disney Plus for no reason. Well, <laughs> a lot of people have kids and the kids have to watch uh I don't know, well, no, Frozen no. for the The family point. and I, last night, we started to watch Christopher Robin, and then we got like half an hour in, and then we had to go to bed, and we're like, turned it back on tonight, and like, looking everywhere for this fucking movie again, to like, continue on Disney+, Plus, and then realized it was on Netflix the whole fucking time. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so just so Dustin, have just Netflix. It, it sounds to me like you, you would love to have like a, like one centralized place where you could see all of it. I would once. appreciate that. Yeah, like, rather than like having a cable all these box? different apps. like a yeah, like a subscription, one subscription <laughs> like that a, covers everything. It's yeah, like a cable box where you can just search oh, for a show uh-huh. and it, yeah, <laughs> it's on demand. It's just there. <laughs> I really, well, yeah. I really look forward to like the next ten years when everyone comes back around to just having right. cable. <laughs> someone's gonna have someone's gonna put together a subscription of subscri- of subscriptions, and it's slightly cheaper, and. It's but it has everything. It's everything. So it's like you have your Netflix channel, and you have your HBO Max channel, and you have your 
Shutter channel and your ESPN yeah. channel and everything. It's just all sure. a la carte. What I'm waiting yeah. for is the then the next evolution after that, which is because now everyone's buying smart TVs because they're not ex- any more expensive than like it's just a TV that you it's on the floor Best Buy. Right. Um, but all the app you can download all the apps to it. So I'm waiting for like Samsung yeah. or LG or one of these guys. To come out with their own service, which is like, we just load all the apps on and you pay us a monthly fee for access to all of them. And it's one login and you get, here's all the television. Oh, oh that's like pretty that. smart. Yeah. But yeah, it's through like your, that. yeah, it's through your, right. y- your actual physical media. All of this kind of sounds like what Apple was, uh, maybe not what they were planning, but what people hoped Apple was going to do. Right. Because oh, like, like their yeah. TV uh, ecosystem, their Apple TV, not the physical box, but their their Apple TV app ecosystem is kind of like trying to pull in everything. In theory, everything that ties in, it it shows up in there. And it is like yeah, the but best. for the longest it's time, I thought you had to buy shows by season, didn't you? Uh, well, with from their store, you did. But now, now the Apple TV app, the way it works, it it ties in with some of the other apps. So, like, if I watch something on Hulu, uh, then the Apple TV app will be like, "Oh, you watch this on Hulu? Maybe you want to keep going." Like, it'll it'll suggest it to me as something like, "Keep watching this," and then, but it'll just it's just like a link. Like, it sends me back to Hulu to watch it. Oh. Um, but it's kind of trying to be like this unified uh, environment. Um, it doesn't quite work yet. Like, I still just go to the separate apps, but I don't know. Maybe someday. Yeah, because I never could get into the Apple ecosystem because it was the iTunes model where it was like you, you pay for an album or you pay for a season of a show or an episode of a show. And I'm like, right. I'm still stuck enough in that channel-based model where it's like, no, I'm not paying per episode or per <laughs> season. I want right. I want a whole channel. Right. <laughs> I want to feel like I'm getting some sort of a deal, even though I'm only probably paying for that channel right. for one show. <laughs> um, anyway, there is no perfect solution. I suppose not. Hmm. Except for Spectrum. Right. Well, Spectrum Original. Uh, <laughs> Now on Thank Fox. <laughs> now on Fox, apparently. So good congratulations <laughs> to those of you who don't, who uh, have not joined the Spectrum family. Because, look, there it, it's uh, it's tough times out there, you know. But uh, but everyone's they're 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 out there thinking of you. So, uh, like all the commercials say, you know, it's, uh, we're coming together in these times, just like a like one Pajiva. big family. We're here Spectrum for you. original. <laughs> We're here for you. That was not a Pajiba ad. That was a Spectrum ad. <laughs> well, we should do our own little ad with some nice... Oh, what would the Pajiba ad be? <laughs> it's just the glug of a wine bottle being poured. <laughs> right, look, we're all, we're all drinking in solidarity. It's, it's, yeah. it's 11 a.m., and don't worry Peter's about it. Peter's kicking down shit and ranting about capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, we're great. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. Pajama.com. It's a it's a pretty good website. You know? It's all right. Yeah. Did yeah. you guys see uh, the office uh, wedding on Krasinski show today? Yeah. Huh? No. How yeah, was it? Was it was so good. It was so adorable. Got the whole cast. Yeah, I got. They, they, he he found like these people that were couldn't get married, so he threw a wedding for them, and then they did the. 
the whole cast to do reenact the wedding dance at the end. It was goddamn. Just people are so nice right now. I mean, yeah, some people. Some people. But some people are awful, but but there are some good ones. Terrible. (laughs) You like see Ed Helms and his yard dancing around. You're like, oh man, they just came out to do this. It's so nice. Anyway, yeah. I'm looking forward to they they release the um, they're doing like that community kind of podcast oh yeah it's like ken jong and and joel McHale. Mm-hmm. um but this because they were recording they were doing like a table read with the whole cast right um and that's going to be up later this week or next week i think it's next monday next monday yeah. um but so the the podcast that they put up to this week they recorded after they did the table read mm-hmm. and so it's a, it's also the whole cast Oh, that's awesome. So, but yeah, it's still got like Donald Glover and Wait, wait, yeah. wait, they have a there's a community rewatch podcast? Now? It's not a rewatch. It's it's so it's basically Joel McHale and Ken Jong and then they bring on cast members other cast members of the show just to talk to them, but it's basically just a bullshitting podcast with uh, the cast of Community. Them. Are they bullshitting about Community or just uh, about Community, about their friendships, about like it's sort of covering everything. It's not, I don't think it's, it's not really like tied to uh, like, they talk about making the show together, but it's not like a specific, like we're doing this episode this week. It's more just like, we're just going to talk. Yeah. The interesting thing about that is like of the entire cast, like I think Jillian Jacobs is the only one I'd be interested in hearing as a person. Cause Joel is, seems kind of obnoxious. I mean, he's hilarious but obnoxious, and I've seen him on, you know, he and, and Jen, Ken are on um, The Masked Singer. Yeah. And they're obnoxious. Yeah, they're friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's a little, I think it's a little different than that, because I feel like when they're hosting shows, they're very much like, super ribbing over. each other. Like, they kind of have a persona about their dynamic, whereas, like, on the podcast, it's much more like, they're still ribbing each other, but it's, they're not putting on a, sh- it's less of a putting on a show, and it's a bit more genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, Dustin, are you jealous of their friendship? Is that what's happening here? It's not that, no, no, but I've heard some of them on, but, like, Alison Brie is not particularly interesting in podcasts. Um, Jillian is. Dustin, oh, you're going to you get in trouble, Dustin. You're not allowed <laughs> to say these <laughs> kind of things. <laughs> Yvette yeah, is some amazing. Trouble. Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> what do you mean? Why? I love, I love community. The fan. The fans are gonna. The the stands are gonna show up and uh, get real mad. That's fine. You you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but anyway. So I think the interesting thing <laughs> is because they have this, and... they have the table read coming up. They mm-hmm. actually did a an additional episode with like, because they had access to everyone. Right. And Glover's um, gonna be on that. Yeah. I, I will say I thought that that table read was today, and so I may have been sitting at my computer when it was supposed to release, at the at the time that they said it was going to release, and being like, where is it? And then I looked it up, I was like, oh, it's next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except, uh, Tori, did you see who, uh, that they, they couldn't get everybody back for the episode? Well, I know Chevy's not on. Well, Chevy's not on because he's not in the episode. Right. But, um... 
I know they got uh, they got the Mandalorian. Right, but he's replacing Walton Goggins. Oh. Because Walton Goggins couldn't make it. Couldn't, so, yeah, that's yeah. it. So they're they're doing oh, the episode, Dustin, where uh, the lava. Oh, the, the, no, no, the it's states. not the lava. It's the one where the they're states. reading. Uh, they're reading the will. Uh, the will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but instead oh, of Walton good. Goggins, they got uh, uh, the Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. Yeah. Yeah. But what the hell does Pedro Pascal have to do with it? He's just playing the Walton Goggins character. Yeah, Wal- just... Walton was too busy uh, uh, doing uh, the unicorn Mixing Zoom drinks. Uh, episode. No. <laughs> Walton Goggins is not doing fuck all. Well, the unicorn <laughs> season two is, uh, is. Have you seen him on Instagram? Greenlit, he just so. makes drinks and barbecues. So he was uh, it's probably very time busy consuming. Yeah. dealing with his, you know, taking care of his family. And Pedro is just sitting there in his helmet, being like, "What am I going to do?" Yeah. So one show you never see his face, and then now he's on a podcast <laughs> where you also we saw his face once. Yeah, that one time. Yeah, that one time, and he was totally in the suit the rest of the time, except for that one time. Right. Where they said. He was not in a suit because he was busy doing a play. There was actually an interview. There was something where, um, yeah, Amy Sedaris was talking about, like, I think it was, like, his birthday or something. She's, like, wishing a happy birthday. And she's saying, like, was, I was so excited. The one episode I did and I met him and he's, like, the nicest guy. And I literally had that reaction of, like, wait, I thought he wasn't even in the suit. There <laughs> <laughs> uh, might be, Tori, did you, have you seen the... Uh, the making of behind the scenes stuff yet on Disney Plus? No. Oh, it's I, I only watched the first one. The second one came out today, so I haven't seen yeah, that. Yeah, I should catch up. But it's, I'm only, it's pretty good. Like for it? for like a you know it's it's pre and Disney yeah. saying like look how cool we are. But the uh, but the first one is all about the directors. So yeah, there's a little. It's about a half hour, but there's a little segment on everybody. Um, That's awesome. And and I will say. Uh, when they got to uh, Taika Waititi's segment, the the opening of that segment was like I laughed harder than I laughed <laughs> at, at much of TV in the past several months. Um, okay. Just because of the way that I, I don't want to ruin it, but the no. way he he does a he does a bit, but the way that he does the bit, it was perfect. And I was uh, like, this is so good. Um, okay. I'm enjoying this thoroughly. I will check it out because that's the other thing. If it's only half an hour, it says yeah, like that was the appeal of the Mandalorian. It was yeah. Quick. It's, it, it doesn't <laughs> it overstay doesn't its welcome. Yeah, it's it's just the right length, and uh, and uh, you know it's it's pretty good. Maybe I'll get to see more Amy Sedaris at some point, and oh, Baby Yoda. Maybe I mean there's definitely more Baby Yoda. Yeah, so. because uh, that's all that matters. Did Baby Yoda merch ever come out? Or has yeah, all, all, all that been? Oh, it did. Okay, I think so. yeah, I think they finally got some out. I don't uh, I don't buy I don't buy things anymore. In, other than food, so you know. Um, uh, should we talk about Penny Dreadful? I don't know. Oh, um, I don't watch it. I'm just asking. Yeah, I could talk. Well, so here here's why I wanted to follow up on it because so oh, yeah. my and I know Dustin enjoyed the show much more mm-hmm. in the first episode, but that was because you actively did not enjoy the original Penny Dreadful series. Correct? Mostly. That, well, I like Eva Green, but otherwise, yeah, I didn't really care for it. You didn't like it. So you all, so like starting off with City of Angels, the, the, the new series, um, you enjoyed it more. It was because there was, a, you know, a narrative. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
narrative. Oh, I like my television with a plot line. Oh, he said that with his pinky in the air. Um, So I, it's not that I didn't enjoy the first episode, but I I had a more, because I really actually did like the original Penny Dreadful, I had a, a, a different reaction to the first episode because it was very, it felt very on the nose and very current event, not because it's set in the past, but everything felt very much so on the nose commentary about what's going on in the country right now, which isn't a bad thing, but it it took away some of the escapism that I enjoyed from the original Penny Dreadful. So I was a little bit like on the fence for how I would feel about the show going forward. I was interested enough to keep going, but I was kind of like, is all of the like Nazi and race war stuff just going to wear on me when I just want like monsters and sex. Mm. Um, So anyway, (laughs) look, I'm not, I'm not a deep person. So two, we're now on week three. The the third episode just aired last night. And um, so I mostly wanted to just touch base because I was wrong. The show is great. (laughs) I am totally on board. And it took, basically a dance number. There are a couple other moments throughout the the show that made it. Um, There was a scene in the second episode where uh, Nathan Lane gets, so he's the one who's like secretly hunting Nazis. He's like a a police detective, but he on the side uh, is like tracking the movements of the third Reich within Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And so there's a scene where you find him staking out, but he, rather than like bringing in cop buddies, he just has these like three other old Jewish friends in the car with him and they're on a stakeout together. And it is the cutest thing. It's like Richard kind and like two other people. It's so funny. Um, and then it, you know, ends with murder, um, which is less funny. Uh, but it was just a great yeah. scene. And you're just like, I love the potential of the show. Like the characters are great. And then in the third episode, they do a whole, uh, swing number with a new character, a new version of Natalie Dormer. Um, And it's just, they got like over a hundred dancers to come and did this whole thing. And it's just phenomenal. And like the cops, I don't know. It's just, it's, there are, it's still a very serious show, but it's a lot more fun than the first episode made it seem. Um, But there also is not a whole lot of supernatural stuff yet. Which which I also probably it's what I appreciate, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, there's no overt. It's much more about, like, real-life monsters. There's still the mm-hmm. the lingering, um, like, the goddess of death, uh, Santa Muerta, and then there's, uh, and then obviously Natalie Dormer's character is, like, essentially a demon. So, <laughs> right. but that's it. Like, most of the time, she's not doing anything demonic. She's just playing different characters and influencing people. Mm-hmm. Um so there's not really a whole lot that's supernatural in it. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And if you want a really great Natalie Dormer dance number, like, you should watch it. You should check it out. So how how would you... Uh, I, I'm When you said Natalie Dormer dance number, I'm kind of imagining uh, something that would, would have been in... Would have fit in in, like, Legion. So, like, it's... how... Is it, like, on that level? Or... Mm-hmm. Um, not quite, but sort of. Um, so like the thing with Legion was, it was always like a recognizable number and it was, it was more characters expressing themselves 
okay. unexpectedly through song. Yeah. Um, this is not quite that, but mm-hmm. it is a st- kind of a standout moment in that um, they're, it's kind of, they're introducing this uh, within the Chicano community in, in LA at that point there, they kind of are introducing the, um, it's essentially like one of the local gangs. Um, and it's, and so they, uh, this brother, the, the cop's younger brother has caught the eye of, of sort of the, the gang leader and he's invited to come hang, to meet and possibly like join the group. So mm-hmm. he goes and it's at this nightclub. Everyone is, you know, in the big baggy pants and they're all swing dancing. And so, and that's also like, everyone's kind of making fun of them for that, but it's, um, the idea is that this gang is kind of out for themselves. They have a lot of pride. The cops are afraid of them, but they're also not getting involved at this point in the 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 larger struggles where it's like the city is trying to plow down an entire um, Mexican neighborhood and they're kind of trying to stay out of that. They have their own business, um, but they're not getting involved in like more of the politics of it because <laughs> right, right. they're criminals. Right. And, um, so Natalie Dormer's character is, so this is like the first time you see another one of her personas and she's, uh, and it, at first it's like a little off putting. She's like, Holy shit. They've, they're, they've given her like Brown contacts and a darker hairdo. And they're having her parade as in this case, she's, she's supposed to be, she's Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, but it, it fits with the, I think the idea of her character, which is that um, we obviously recognize her in every, every persona as Natalie Dormer, but it doesn't mean that the characters on screen would see the same, like would necessarily recognize that all these people look the same. Right. Um, so I think like that's, that's one interpret, but the other thing is they kind of, they use her to talk about how, you know, Americans kind of lump everyone who's Hispanic together and they're like, you know, and she's like, actually, I'm from Spain and this is why my skin is white and this is why and this is where my parents came from and this is how I came here. And that is different from how you, you know, your family got to this city or how your family got to the city. But let's face it, we're all being discriminated against the exact same way. Mm-hmm. And it ends up being this kind of interesting moment. But anyway, she's wearing a really hot suit and they have a great, just a huge, sexy dance number before the cops show up and that's it it's just a big group you know like whole club swing dancing thing and it's adorable Dustin did you also find it adorable um yes for the most part yes mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty funny that like like I like seeing her character pop up and just like because you can see her instigating situations throughout the city right. that don't actually need her at all. So that's where it's sort of, it is an interesting commentary because it's like she's trying to, she's setting conflicts into motion that are already in motion without her because people are horrible. Mm-hmm. So she's like making friends with the Nazi doctor. <laughs> like, Trying to get the gang leader to like take a stand against the cops and like. And you're saying that this this version of the show is more straightforward than previous, the well, previous yeah. incarnation. The previous incarnation was just Eva Green writhing around naked, which was you know fine. 
It was much. no. It had a werewolf, and sure? you you're selling it short. <laughs> also, you're saying Eva Green writhing around naked was just fine, which also sounds like a selling it short. It makes a yeah great GIF, but as a TV show, GIF does GIF. Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's GIF. How dare you? Um, this this is worse than you bringing up movies every week on this podcast. <laughs> oh my god! Um, it's, I, uh, what I do, I well, I keep coming back to with City of Angels because they only brought back one actor from the original, from the old Penny Dreadful, and it's Rory Kinnear, mm-hmm. and he played Frankenstein's monster, and I. You know, which meant oh, he had to have like I prosthetics and stuff like that. Um, and I just want to know what the pitch was to get him to come back. It's like, <laughs> well, so the good news is you're not wearing prosthetics. The bad news is you're still a monster because you're a Nazi. Like, I mean, the poor guy. Like, how do you get type at cast is just like, I don't know. Like, I just love that they keep bringing him back to play like worse and worse people. Not that Frank's inside. He was he was sympathetic in the first. Maybe he's got a got a house to pay for, you know, like uh, everybody else. (laughs) Like James Spader. Like James Spader. (laughs) It's that penny dreadful money. It's that that sweet penny dreadful money. Oh man. Yeah. Um, Sorry. So so, I I don't remember if I asked this uh, last time, but. As someone who has never seen Penny Dreadful, would you, do you think it would be worth it to watch for me? The or original no? or the new one? The new one. Let's just start yeah. with Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can pick it up and not have any problem. Mm-hmm. It does not really plot wise tie to the previous. Oh, okay. So it's not like you have to do a bunch of homework to get it. Yeah. If you want to watch um, a lot of Eva Green sexy times with right. plot, Unlike Dustin's, what he would have you believe, there's stuff about, like, Lucifer and witches occasionally. Um, Oh, vampires, too. Oh, yeah, no, it's a whole vampire thing. It's great. Uh, That would be Penny Dreadful. 